When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are you now, are now listening, listening to, to The War Report, Wednesday, Wednesday Night, Night War, War Room, Room, with your host, C-Dope. It's your boy Caesar Walker, well, I got my boys with me. Mike, Mike G. G. Get your weight up, strength and conditioning, development. Ike Jones. Stop thinking with your emotions and watch the tape. And be real. Which is not normal for me. It's taking something out of me. Are you ready? Because we are now locked and loaded for the Wednesday night war room. Let's go! So, guys, listen, let's go ahead and get into the show. Before we talk about the SEC, it's rivalry week. I can't say that right. Rivalry, rivalry week. week. Very uh, intentional. I have to say it slow. Yeah, I got to say it slow as well. Yeah. Before we talk about football, Auburn had a basketball game today. Yeah. Okay, it was the Bad Boy Moors ba- battle for Atlantis tournament. Auburn played a very, very entertaining game against yeah. UConn. Fell short, 115-109. But KD Johnson was a bit of a revelation. He was a bit of a revelation, bit of a revelation in this game. Yeah, he a ball. Yeah. Even in a loss, man, what, how, how do you feel about this team? And by the way, UConn's a good team. Like, yeah, they yeah. can shoot the three ball. Like, yeah. they're going to be, if, if they keep doing that, they're going to be a tough out in the tournament, assuming they get there, of course. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel? How did you feel about this game, Ike? What's, what are kind of your thoughts? You're, you're kind of our b-ball guy. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I didn't get a chance to watch the entire game. I think the issue that Auburn has had so far this season, outside of the very first game, has been starting slow. Like, just not getting out of the gate and being as aggressive. They just need to kind of get a shot in the arm and say, all right, yeah, we're actually playing a game today. Before they get in there and they start turning it up defensively, the intensity. So Katie Johnson is a is a guy who's not starting, right? So he comes off the bench. He brings a lot of energy. Um, and so, like, a lot of our bench players are really our energy guys. And so when yeah. they get in the game, they start to change the momentum and the complexity and the intensity. We need those starters to come out with that same intensity um, if we want to be dominant in these games as opposed to having to claw our way back into some of these. Bit. But, listen, the fact that they came back, I think at one point it was like a 14-point deficit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And took it to overtime, losing in the overtime, getting it back to that second overtime – says a lot about the the um the competitive nature of this team but if they can start better then they can absolutely blow some teams out b did you have a ch- you had a chance to watch b any thoughts on what you saw if you saw i was watching um as much as i could and got to watch more of the second half so the, the problem as i see it of course we're missing flanagan that's huge that's really big he was sure. a do-all guy sure. um, defensively and offensively too as his game has yeah. rounded out the longer he's been here so what i expect to be the case is you always have all these new pieces currently um with the way basketball is going if you're getting a one and done guy like jabari if you're getting guys you have to develop like flanagan if you're getting two or three year guys like cambridge you know what happens all those guys have to play together you're getting transfers too Mm -hmm. i think as the season goes on bruce is going to figure out how to get those guys active offensively early he doesn't have to really teach effort 
and defense. He emphasizes that. That's his default. Bruce's default is effort and defense. Mm-hmm. Offense, not right. so much. We actually looked a little rough. It was the year that we won after we went to the Final Four. The next year when we won the SEC again, we won the tourney and got in, but it got canceled due to COVID. We looked rough like the first half of the season. We were like halfway through SEC play, and we didn't really know who we were. And then everything started coming together because they know how to get these guys into a system. They they start realizing what guys are going to be best at. And not too dissimilar to what we're dealing with in football, it takes time. So I have the utmost confidence because I've seen Bruce do this at least two times before. Um, The only time he hasn't done it since he got the ball rolling was when we were hamstrung. We couldn't play Sharif. Uh, Justin Powell went down. We were short on guys. That's the only time he hasn't done it. The time two years in a row he did it, I expect him to continue that defense. And having a, a spark plug like KD is awesome because you don't have to force him to do it. You have somebody right. who can get everybody going. I just think it's going to take time. So the the effort is what I am most happy about in that game. Would it have been great to win it? Yeah, but this is basketball. You don't have to win them all. One game is not uh, the end of the season. We've right, got time, right, and I right. know that they're going to get it together. So I, I'm I'm just glad to see that effort. That means a lot. Something I've noticed, too, with Bruce Pearl's teams is that they get better as the season goes on as well. So it's encouraging to see them hang with uh, a ranked team and play that well early on. And if they're able to build off of that, they will be a really good team moving forward. So it was encouraging, despite the fact that they lost the game. So uh definitely wanted to talk about that since that did occur today before we yeah. get into this week's predictions and how we feeling. Um, so let's get into it, man. Let's go ahead and talk about it. We don't have a scorecard, but we'll update on y'all on that. Next Just know week. I'm I'm in the lead now. I took the lead over this past week. You know what I'm oh, saying? Word? So, oh, yeah, okay. You throw on B Will. I listen, you right. ain't got you, you got proof that uh, it is. Okay. You You're right. See, that's me. For okay. everybody that don't know, it is B Will's <laughs> job to tally the picks. And he completely forgot to tally the picks. I have forgot to tally the picks. I have it. So you absence no proof, of right. concrete <laughs> proof. Ike is claiming <sighs> champion. He's he's yeah. he's claiming to be the crown king, but y'all know what the real deal is. Y'all been here with y'all been here every week. Y'all know what that tally was looking like. Y'all know. Let's get to it though. Let's talk about it, man. Uh let's get into these, let's get into these scores. Tennessee. Bandy. See? Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a tougher one. Talk about what you I'll let you, you get think your about. What do you think about that line, B? That's fair. Kentucky, yeah. who who they've been home and away a little bit, and who they've been Jekyll Hyde all season, man. So they've been really bad on the road, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- their offense does not travel in the least bit. Uh, that's the only reason that this is even interesting. Um, I'm still gonna pick Kentucky to win this game, uh, yeah, but I, I, I have be no surprised conviction. If this was to, a close one. I have no conviction to pick. Louisville. Y'all gonna make me pick this? Hold up, man. I didn't, you know what? I forgot it was right. I did not look at Louisville's schedule, how it's shaking out. I know their quarterback did some things. He's actually a Montgomery kid, and he did some things um, over the course of the year. He was looking good, but I also know he got slightly injured, and I don't know if that's what held him back or if they just started playing terrible. So let me take a look. You know what I'm saying? Who, who Did you pick C? Oh, no, I haven't picked. This is rough. What's, what's Louisville's record right now? They are 6-5. and five. And who have they lost to? They have lost to Ole Miss week one. Uh-huh. At Wake Forest, high scoring team. Okay. Virginia by one point. Huh? NC State by 15 points. Mm. Clemson by six points. Oh, they lost to Clemson. Yeah, I'm gonna Clemson. stick with my Kentucky pick. 
Clemson's, Clemson's gotten actually, better. I mean, their, their defense has been right. good all Clemson's season. Clemson's gotten yeah, better. Clemson's gotten better. They, mm, I'm going to go with Kentucky. I'm going to go with Kentucky here. This it's is tough tight, game. I mean, it's a tough one to pick. Yeah. This is this is tight. Oh. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna go. Man. I'm gonna go with Louisville at home. Kentucky has it's been not a bad pick. Mediocre. Like, I think. I think the the jig is up for Levi and what they're able to do with that offense. He's just not accurate downfield. And what happened was he stopped even trying to throw it downfield because he's so inaccurate downfield. They've been much easier to defend, and they still like to turn the ball over. So on the road, I'm, I'm gonna say Louisville at home. All right. Not a bad pick. Bad pick. Let's go to this one. Mizzou. At Arkansas, Arkansas for me. What you guys think? I just can't uh, until Missouri proves they can stop somebody uh, and tackle. I can't pick them. They stop the Florida. They don't Come count. on, man. Some, I, somebody. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Arkansas. They had quit. Florida had right. quit. Arkansas. Okay. Number one, Georgia, Georgia on the road. <laughs> There's no the Georgia Tech does not have a prayer in this game. Yeah, Georgia. Number twenty three, Clemson on the road, <laughs> South Carolina. This is a little more interesting because I'm it's a rivalry Clemson. game. I'm going Clemson. I think Clemson wins this game, but uh, South Carolina is going to make this interesting. But I just think Clemson's defense is too good. And South Carolina, you know, this is going to sound crazy considering we just lost to them. Their offense isn't all that great. Um, they only scored right. 21 on us, and we we, we their, I think basically their gifted them seven of them. Yeah. I think their defense is slightly better than ours. Um, Their defense is more consistent than ours. Ours is in, is inconsistent. We play good in spots. Clemson plays good for the majority of games, which is um, why I think they're better. Yeah. So uh, I will go with Clemson in this one. I think it's gonna be interesting I think, though. I think South Carolina's think gonna come South out there playing covers. with their hair on fire. I think they cover. Yeah, I, I think South Carolina covers too. I think I'm South going Carolina to covers. pick. I'm I'm with y'all. I'm gonna pick Clemson. Their defense is too good. And they actually got a shot to win their conference. So they're gonna be. Motivated enough. I don't think Dabo won't wants that heat. He he been they've been trash talking down on South Carolina for years now. He can't lose to South Carolina. Then then all that nagging that the fan base does for him will start to gain some momentum. So I think he wins this to keep the, the monkey off his back. Okay. Let's move to number 15, Texas AM at LSU. Another very interesting matchup. Football Power Index gives Texas A&M a 61% chance of winning. That's this not a lot. Game is not a lot. Not a I mean, lot of confidence. It's, it's, it's less than a touchdown. That's a pretty, you know, tight spread. Mm. LSU's defense has been playing better. Um, people asking where Mike G is, or I just saw someone ask where Mike G is. He is visiting the family for the holiday, so he is off today. We gave, we yes. gave, him, we gave him a day off. Yeah. Um, ooh. I don't know. It's tough. What y'all thinking? Mm. All right. Cal's off. They, their offense isn't that good. All right. They're one-dimensional for the most part. Yeah. LSU's defense has definitely been able to hold several teams down you know, for the last few weeks. The question is, can they can they move the ball against A&M? This, yes. this, this, this is... So they, you think they can? Is Max Johnson still healthy? I don't I haven't watched him play in the last couple weeks. Me either. This would be a great. I would love for Jimbo to lose a fourth game. Honestly, this is but a dangerous we, game. Even even though LSU is five and six, this is a dangerous game. They playing for bowl eligibility. They playing this is with a house dangerous money, game for A and M. A and M can't they they can't jump Ole Miss for second place. No, no. Okay, yeah. They lost to them. They lost to them head to head. Mm. 
I'm going I'm gonna jump out on a limb. LSU. Why not? Why not? All right. I'm going Texas AM. Yeah, I'm gonna take the better defense. Even though it's on the road, I'm gonna take the better defense and go Texas AM. That's true. I'm going LSU. <laughs> I hate it. Trying to I catch wanted, me, you can't catch me. That's right. I wanted to go A and M so bad, but I was like, I, I, I don't. Okay. All right, Florida State. Ooh, at Florida. Okay, so <laughs> Ike's, Ike's facial expression says it all. <laughs> all right, you know what's crazy though? If Florida, if Dan Mullen had not tried to sacrifice his assistants, one of them would have been the interim, and they would have had a chance to win this game. <laughs> But instead, (laughs) (laughs) they fired the guys that his players loved, and then they quit, and then he's fired anyway. Oh, my goodness. Florida State, That's pretty funny. That's hilarious. He was like, I will get rid of these guys if it keeps me in my job. (laughs) He lost it the very next week. (laughs) And then he got fired anyway. That's hilarious. Oh, man. (sighs) And And they still hate you. Okay. All right, and now and now his people that work with him they ain't even friends no more. Right, that's what I'm saying. They hate you. Oh my god, man. Anyway, um, <laughs> okay, but how bad is Florida State though? They're, okay, I, they're, I'm gonna be honest with you. I have not watched a single down of Florida State football this entire season. Not okay, a so single down. I can tell you this. I have watched. I have peeked in on some games to see the, are they really the going to look lose at, this? How did FSU look against Miami? Didn't they beat Miami or did they lose Miami? You could tell we don't watch nobody but SEC because, man, I don't know. I know, right? <laughs> we don't know nothing about nobody. They beat Miami. That's what I thought. Yeah. So here's what, and they would be bowl eligible as well. Oh, the plot thickens. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to just State. say Florida State, man, just because I think sure. Florida is a complete dumpster fire right now. Yeah. Yeah. Florida yep. State beat Miami. That was two weeks ago. They mm-hmm. beat them by a field goal. I, 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 I got to go. I have to. I, I'm gonna have to go Florida State because I don't know what who's over there getting that team prepared. I just don't know what. Listen, the only person on that team that could actually call plays and make me believe that that offense could put up some points with those two terrible quarterbacks ain't even there no more, and that's Dan Mullen. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Florida's even gonna put up points, uh, but I'm on pick Florida State as well. If let me ask you this: if Florida wins. Should FSU fire their coach? Yes. They, they've already gone in on him for a second year. I, I think they've say, shown they, more they've, promise. They've, well, this, that'll be like their third coaching or fire in like the last five years, though, so I doubt it. They can't do it. They can't, they can't I doubt they it. fire him, but, I mean, what does that do to the seat? I guess that's what I'm getting at. If he uh, loses if he loses to the the wide receivers coach. I mean, but he's, <laughs> he's won two of the last three. They beat Miami. They won at Boston College. Now, none of them are good teams. But I mean, he, he probably gave himself a little leash by beating Miami. For real. Yeah, that was an important game. That was an important game. Okay. All right. All right. Just just, just curious here. All right. The game that's to, tomorrow. They actually play on Thanksgiving. The Egg Bowl, number nine, Ole Miss this on the, the road right against here. Mississippi this is the State. One. Be well. What are you doing? What are you Mississippi State. Beat you, man. I yeah, was going to go Mississippi State. State. I don't actually, like you, B. I'm, pick, I'm picking Mississippi State as well. I would go the other way. State. I would go the other way just to try to gain some ground, but I just that's I, how I you're think. going to that's how you're going to widen the margin if you go the other way. I'm going Mississippi State for sure. Yeah. The momentum is all on their side. I, I, I yeah. 
I just I, I still don't believe in Ole Miss's defense for it's not real. That good. It's not that good. Um, and Mississippi State, as one dimensional as they are, can carve up any team if they want to. Yeah, really. Okay. I guess it comes down to if we can score thirty on you, you're not good on defense. So that's how it goes. That's fair. Okay. Mississippi State will be ranked after this week. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. They win this game, they get ranked. Why is Ole Miss number nine? Is it, they've only lost twice? Is that why? They've only lost twice. Bama and us. Okay. Yeah. Right, I guess. Yeah, be nice. Us is looking worse and worse every week. Yo, what's up? This your man Ike Jones with The War Report, and you've been listening to The War Report Wednesday Night War Room. If you want to get in on the conversation early, catch us as we broadcast this show live on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central on YouTube. Make sure you check out our other content while you're there, Facts and All, The Weekend Tailgate, our player interview series, Building Rapport, are going strong. All right, enough of that. Let's get back to the show. Also, this is, serves as a reminder to each and every one of you, never forget... The Virginia double dribble. Okay. Of course, it's your, just 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 your weekly reminder. Govern yourselves accordingly. Let's get into it, guys. Iron Bowl matchup is here. Number three, Alabama travels to Jordan Hare this weekend to face off against the Auburn Tigers at two thirty p.m. Central Time on the CBS. The line favors Bama, as you can see. Uh, the football power index gives Alabama an 81% chance of pulling out this game. And Bama also leads the series, as you see below, 47 to 37 with one tie. And of course, we know last year in Brian Denny, Bama won 42 to 13. We're now joined by, by a good friend of the show, Mick Gillespie of Bama Insider. Mick, how are you doing, sir? Look, guys, I agree. That was a double dribble in that uh, Final Four. <laughs> Thank you. I, I've always Thank you. God said bless that. you. Thank God you. bless <laughs> you, sir. <laughs> I'm doing great. Awesome, awesome, man. So just, you know, what, what, what is the sentiment? I, I work with some Bama fans. And a lot of Bama fans are kind of down this year. Uh, it's almost like they're, they're feeling like the inevitable is going to happen. That they're not even really thinking so much about this, even though they, they, I think a lot of people suffer from PTSD of the 2000s when Bama was on probation. So it's always that it could happen, you know, with losing to Auburn. But a lot of Bama fans are dreading going to Atlanta uh, to face off against Georgia. Can you speak to that? Do you feel any of that amongst a lot of Bama faithful? Look, I mean, if they lose to Auburn on Saturday, I think that this is uh, definitely a, a bad season for Alabama. The, when you talk about expectations, you know, I mean, when you win a national championship. But so far, I mean, they're 10-1. and one, So it's been a, uh, you know, record-wise, it's been a good season. They just haven't really dominated some of their opponents. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's some Alabama fans that are worried about Georgia. I, I'm not really. I mean, I, I think that, Georgia could beat Alabama, but over the years, Alabama plays up to the level of the competition. So they may lose the football game, but I think that Georgia probably should be a little more worried about Alabama than the other way around, just because they're the best team in the country by far. And I think if they beat Alabama and knock them out, I don't think they'll really have much of a, a, a resistance to win their national championship that they haven't won. For Alabama, I, I think this game is the one that I would worry about because it's one that you have to win. You're a 19 point favorite. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, crazy things happen at Jordan-Hare. We know that. That's a fact. <laughs> do you do you feel like this definitely your playoff hopes rest on having to close out the regular season by winning at Auburn, even though you you have the opportunity to beat Georgia? You have to win this game. Do you see it that way? Yeah, I'm. well, I guess. I, I don't even know anymore. I mean, I look at the – we do a show on Bama Insider every Tuesday when they put the playoff rankings in there, you know, and we're talking about it. And, you know, I'm like, two losses? You know, could you get in with two losses? I think if Alabama beat Georgia, they could get in. But they're going to need some help. You know, I, Houston's got to beat Cincinnati. You know, maybe you cancel out. You're going to lose one of the Big Ten teams when Michigan and Ohio State play. Maybe they both lose. I mean, there'd have to be a lot of things go their way. It was like the year that LSU had two losses and won the national championship with less miles, right? I mean, everybody just kept losing, and all of a sudden they were, like, back in the mix again. I think Georgia's so good and perceivably so good that if Alabama beat them and say they lost the Iron Bowl in a you know a close game, which you know normally they are uh, in, in Auburn, you know maybe they could still get in. But yeah. as a 19 point favorite, if you lose that game and all of a sudden you know like your perception, even if you win the SEC, you know I don't know. Yeah, let's talk. Let's just do Bama offense versus our defense, if possible, good sir. So we, I want to talk about the the Bama offense. It's definitely been explosive in its own right, and there's a good reason for that. Uh, Bama currently ranks eighth in the nation in passing offense, averaging 344 yards through the air per game. And there's a big reason for that. Uh, when you look at when you look at who's at quarterback, Bryce Young, who's already thrown for over 3,500 yards on the season, uh, he has a 71% completion percentage. Uh, he's thrown for 38 touchdowns and only three picks so far this year. He's been efficient. He's been really good. And he's got some weapons to throw the ball to. In uh, Jamison Williams, who's a leading receiver for Bama, over 1,200 yards receiving already, 13 touchdowns. And of course, there's John Michi, uh, who's al- already has been good as advertised uh, for last year going into this year. 895 yards, seven touchdowns. Talk about this receiving core. And are, are these pretty much the two main guys that that we should be concerned about? Yeah, look, Bryce Young is legit. I mean... He's the explosive player that Alabama had in a lot of spots last year, and they don't this year, right? Uh, Jamison Williams transferred from Ohio State. He might not have gotten on the field when you look at the receivers that the Buckeyes have, but he's Alabama's best guy. Um, At least he's had the best season. Nick Saban said, hey, look, we got him. To take the top off of the defense, you know, basically he's the Jalen Waddell of, of this year's team. Uh, drops the ball some, which when Alabama had the four first round picks, it, it never saw a drop pass, you know. So, uh, you know, sometimes he 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 doesn't catch it, but he does enough to make a lot of good plays. He's got speed, and he's had an excellent year. Uh, John Mechie's been really consistent for Alabama. Was dealing with some injuries earlier in the year, and he started to come on. Um, when there's those spots where uh, Bryce needs 
a big play, you know, like third down and seven, look for Mechie. That's probably who he's going to throw it to. Outside of that, you know, it's been, um, you know, Slade Bolden is kind of their third receiver. We're waiting on some of these young guys. You know, Alabama had the number one recruiting class last year, and and we're all looking around waiting on some help there. Um, you know, in the tight end spot, we expected Billingsley to be a big factor this year. And at the beginning of the season, Nick Saban was riding him. And, and you know what that means, that <laughs> he wasn't given the effort somewhere, whether it was in class or in practice or whatever. But he just hasn't had the type of year that that all of us expected him to have, which was we thought he would be kind of a, like maybe like a Kyle Pitts type of guy, you know, could catch. He's big and he's fast and, you know, almost like a receiver tight end but um you know so for Alabama the 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 wide receivers definitely a step down from last year but that's I mean expect it when you know you lose two guys in the first round and a Heisman Trophy winner listen Jamison Williams scares me okay he scares me because we we've we've seen him take the top (laughs) off of a defense but we've also seen him catch a slant pass in stride and basically leave the defense even still. Yeah. Like even in short yardage situations, getting him in space because he has the jets, he terrifies me. So my question for you, Ike, is we know what Mason likes to do. He wants to keep everything in front of him, but it's yeah. not like he's played zone 100% of the time. We've seen right. him go to man and sometimes it's worked to our detriment we saw what happened in in georgia we saw what happened to pritchett against georgia so that corner opposite of uh of mccrary man whether it's pritchett or simpson man they have been getting absolutely destroyed over there yeah i mean so what if you're mason what do you do do you just allow them the nickel and dime or what how, what do you do because again we are who we are after 11 games like we're yeah. not going to just automatically figure out how to play coverage uh the opposite of McCreary so how how does you and you know Bama wants to attack that side of the field because other teams have been attacking that side of the field what does Mason do in that regard